Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. We are going to discuss a whole bunch of federal research barriers to the cannabis industry that we love. We have Dustin Hawksworth from Fat Nugs Magazine joining us on the show and lots of cannabis legalization news. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure that you are age-appropriate for this. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us on another Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain the laws so that you can change them. Joining us is Dustin Hawksworth from Fat Nugs Magazine. That is right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get to the the big lead story about uh, research. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the founder and creator of Fat Nugs Magazine. Uh, I'm also, I do uh, several things in the cannabis industry at this point. I'm the director of business development and creative marketing for uh, Element Apothic. And also um, one of your latest uh, guests, Daniel Crawford, uh, he and mm -hmm. I, and a guy named Aaron Weiss also uh, kind of teamed up and created Three Good Buds. So that's what I'm sort of focused on here. Is Three Good Buds a podcast? No, actually, you know what? Three Good Buds is a podcast that already exists, but three, from hilarious. what I understand. But um, that's not something that uh, we're doing as far as podcasts and stuff. It's more of a community that we're building. Nice. So it's an online presence you guys are just trying to create. Yeah, basically what we're doing is, um, so we, we've made up this thing called Sesh with Friends. Um, you know, it was kind of based on, it really came from back in, I think it was May, which is Mental Health Month. And I started saying this thing, you know, sesh with friends. It's important, right? Like check up on your friends, make sure everybody's fucking cool, that kind of stuff. Especially and these so days. Just kind of, say again? Especially these days. Yeah, exactly. You know, after the pandemic, blah, 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 all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, and, you know, we wanted to, I always found it cool to kind of, you know, when I get online, Zoom meetings, Google meetings, whatever, and, and, you know, get a chance to smoke with somebody that I'm talking to in the cannabis industry. So we're making it sort of one of those things where you can come and be yourself and, and kind of smoke with as many people as you want, anytime you want. Nice. Oh, man. It sounds like you guys would probably get shut down from this here network. But, uh, 
you know, hey, we do got some some news to talk about. That's uh, the, the whole aspect of the show. We go over the week in uh, cannabis. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we have to talk about are, is the research. The research, everybody, not only has it already been done, it's now finally getting funding. Uh, so the top federal health agency wants input on marijuana research barriers, including Schedule 1 and limited strain access. This is coming out of the marijuana moment. Uh, and don't forget to sign up for their emails, by the way. So that was the National Institute of Health posted a request for information or an RFI. Everything has an acronym when you get into government. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they are uh, eight component agencies are partnering for this. I like that. Cannabis has been used medicinally for over 3,000 years, says the NIH. Uh, and then there's growing interest from healthcare providers about the potential medical properties of cannabis related products. That's that right there is the, um, you know, it's not. It's not complexity. It's just irony. Like it makes not even irony. It's it makes no sense. But it's it's talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah, but the NIH goes by, by the law. It says you know, no medical use. That's why it's a Schedule One. But that's not the NIH law. But what they should be saying is, hey, help us do more studies about this other patent that we already have, US six six three zero five zero seven, because they mm -hmm. they fucking did studies. Like there's been studies. Yeah. Funny how that works. From what I understand, we have over 30,000 different studies archived around the world at this point. So you tell and me. Then, but it's the National Institute of Health. This yeah. is a government agency with eight other government agencies saying like, hey, did you know that there's been 3,000 years of medicinal use of this plant? Then why is it in Schedule 1? What yeah. are you fucking doing? You know, it yeah. just doesn't make any sense. But here's the thing, though, too. Though, what you gonna what? So a study is a, obviously a, a, an observation of the truth, right? Like we're, we're we're trying to find out. Are you trying to find out if this plant is really medicine? Because we've already fucking proven that. So what are you? What are we? What are you gonna study? Are we gonna study traffic incidences? Because that's already been approved through the the last bill that Biden got approved, right? Remember that traffic writer? It was uh, uh, that now we can do like DUI bullshit uh, studies, but. I don't even know if any of those are active right now, right? Like, well, let's see what they have. Is the NHS? Here's a quote from them, and here's this type of study that they're trying to find out. So, uh, uh, barriers of scientific research. So, yeah, it's been illegal to uh, study this for a while, and they want cannabinoids and cannabinoid phytochemical constituents and terpenes. They even put terpenes. I mean, like, that's great. Terpenes has appeared in an NIH statement. Uh, and that information is going to be used to redress infrastructure needs, of course. And here's the six primary interests of study. They want one broad overview of what kinds of cannabis studies want to explore two existing and desirable scientific infrastructure for those studies. Three research barriers like marijuana schedule one status, you know, which is what other barriers are there besides that? That's like the Seriously, barrier. The then, barrier. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, activities that can help uh, expand the field of medical cannabis research, resources needed to carry out the studies, uh, including access to the types of strains because they're different. Uh, and six, access to regulatory, clinical, and scientific information about the plant and constituents. So uh, parties, interested parties have until October 15th to respond to the RFI. If you would like help, give me a call. You can go follow me on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. Uh, I've never gotten any clients, as far as I'm aware, from Instagram. You know, the, the, the asking for studies, though, right? The studies should really be observations of the law and its impact, opposed to the actual fucking plant. Like the plant, we all know it's not, it's a non toxic thing that can be turned into rope, medicine, a recreational good time, like, you know, a brownie. But it's, it, these, we already know more about this goddamn plant than I knew more about beer. 
Yeah, oh, honestly, it hurts, it hurts the head. What do you think yeah. about that, Dustin? No, it's, it, it's completely stupid, man. It's a waste of time. We all know this. It's a show. We all know this, right? Um, look, I'm all for whatever we got to do to, I guess, massage these older folks that seem to have a grasp on lawmaking and all of that stuff. And we have to sort of, you know, butter their muffins or whatever you want to call it. What do people that are in their 80s eat? Because <laughs> that's who's governing us. I mean, we got Joe Biden, about 80 years old. Nancy yeah. Pelosi, just uh, back from Taiwan, 82. Uh, yeah. How old is Mitch McConnell? I bet Mitch McConnell is pushing 80. Uh, he, I, I would. Uh, he's the Grim Reaper, so I thought he was already dead. So, you, are you talking like like edible pudding that we're going to give these fuckers? Like, like what are you, what, what's the plan? Yeah, here? they have to warm up to the pudding. Well, I mean, the, the old people, the the octogenarians are ruling the show right now, and I think it's just going to get worse. People are living longer until society collapses. I think we're going to be ruled by uh, uh, very elderly people. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's uh, unfortunately we have a a mass gathering of all the money that's that we sort of spend the billions kind of be there there they live there that you know that money sort of lives in that uh in in the older folks or with the older folks the older generation at this point so Mm -hmm. um, they're the ones that sort of control the message right i mean money talks well it's also where they donate right born in 1942 same age as jerry (laughs) garcia way different person and so he's 80 yeah well, we're also in an age where psychedelics are being looked at as a medicinal type thing, too, right? Like I, I never saw this shit happening when I was a kid when I was taking them. It wasn't for medicinal, but it, it sure gave me an enlightened view on drugs itself, right? Like the difference between coffee and, uh, and me not having weed for a day. Uh, I won't give you a hand job for weed, but uh, coffee, <laughs> hey, you catch me at the wrong time. <laughs> you might yeah. you might get a good time. Or I'll, I'll have to hit you. But hey, well, we no, have I know something who to go to when I need something. Man. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, he, catch me two days now. He's from Seattle. You don't get in front of somebody from Seattle in their coffee. That's Very just true. like a bull and a, and a red flag. Hey, but we have uh, something. I uh, this is this is an ironic shit that I wasn't expecting. Bumper as they usually are. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys heard this one, but the hill. That's right. That. Uh, rag from washington dc is reporting that fewer synthetic cannabinoid poisonings are seen in states with legalized cannabis uh so this is the substitute good uh, at work where uh, people would not be reaching for that synthetic uh, cannabinoid or that delta A product uh, hmm. if they could access the real thing the real cannabis products the so, government created that market 100 percent mm-hmm. yeah you know you know does spice is is homeless people and people who have jobs who are trying not to get popped on a piss test you know like yeah. in the military i knew more guys doing cocaine and fucking ecstasy because it's out of your system in two days whereas cannabis clings to the fatty cells because guess what you have an endocannabinoid system yeah yeah your but body I, wants I'm, to keep it regulated I'm, I'm assuming that both of you probably passed a, a drug screen at one time or another in your life am i right yeah oh yeah exactly yeah. Uh, just try searching the memory banks for drug screening. Well, they yeah, never you know, tested me as a college swimmer. Thank God, I was Division mm, Three. Huh. Um, and then, what job have I ever had to pee in a cup for? Maybe something with the county when I like mowed the side of the roads when I was like eighteen <laughs> or nineteen. Oh, Tom never flipped a burger. <laughs> I never got a piss test for flipping a burger. I worked. I worked in hospitality. Uh, hospitality 
requiring a piss test. Yeah, that's all. That's for all the drugs. Yeah, it's the dumbest business perspective ever. It's like you own a restaurant and a bar, and you're going to require somebody who's going to be working there to pee in a cup. There's going to be nobody working there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That doesn't happen. I ran a restaurant in in, uh, college, and I mean, I I got my ecstasy from the the cooks, you know? (laughs) That's right. right. Those people on the line, sometimes they they sell things. That is not food. To compensate for the fucking lack of money they're making to, to... you know, that's the thing is like I make more money now than I did as a kid. And none of the jobs that work in tech that pay very well will ever piss test you. Because if you're a piss test, half of tech, half your coders, you're losing a whole industry, you know, oh, yeah. just like the trucking industry. Yeah. Right. Fifty six percent during COVID. They failed fucking pee test. Yep. This proves that like yeah. the drug, but- it doesn't catch bad workers. No, it does not. I mean, look, two thirds of the country has either, you know, smoked or consumed at some point in their life or, you know, wants that to be the case and for it to be legal. Right. So the fact that we're still uh, testing and we're even testing in in legal states, from what I understand, in in certain positions, it's just fucking stupid, man. If I again and I hate to compare it to alcohol, but if I can go home and have a drink, I can go home and have a joint. Right. You should compare it to alcohol. And then you should say, unlike alcohol, which does this, this and this. This cannabis does that, that, and that, and, yeah. and then you can have like a relative harm understanding as opposed to the the ban it approach. When you just ban it, uh, you're really rejecting any debate on the stuff whatsoever. And that's that's you know, shout out to Salman Rushdie, you know, fucker, you know, he got stabbed in the neck because somebody refuses to have the ability to have somebody else have a different opinion than them. You mean like all domestic terrorists? Uh, no, no, but then you, you, some people have things that you just can't tell them. And and that's you have to watch out for those people because they're very stupid. And very stupid people will do very harmful things. Closed-minded folks, not good. True, true. But they also, those closed-minded assholes have the same power of a vote that you do. So that's yeah, the reason not why. Much longer. I'm hoping that we are an <laughs> asshole and idiot free world by 2064. We'll <laughs> see. <laughs> that will never happen, my friend. I'll that be dead, happen. dude. So whatever. <laughs> no, so but, this, uh, is, this is what the, the data says. Though. Oh, Check please. that out. States with permissive laws of cannabis access have 22% fewer quarterly exposures to synthetic cannabinoids. Those with retail markets, a.k.a. not just, you know, permissive laws where you've decriminalized it and maybe have uh, a medical, but with retail markets have 36 percent less reported exposure compared to states where only medical uh, medical use was permitted, uh, according to the researchers. So if you want spice and K2 and synthetic cannabinoids off the street, legalize it. Yeah. Or you can just come on down to Atlanta where we've decriminalized it and you can go get D8 at, at your local gas station. Well, Texas has D8. You know, I mean, like America is a D8 place right now. Right. Like America's is weird ass. Like we're, we're all in the same conversation with the plant. But yet the law is catching up to us. Right. Like farm bill coming 2023. Yeah. That's next year, by the way. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And so like. Even in the MORE Act and then the, the COA or the Ch- Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, they're starting to approach these cannabinoids that have the ability to alter your consciousness as opposed to just the ability to regulate your consciousness through homeostasis, which, duh, you know, and kind of how the plant works. But, yeah. you know, That's such it, a terrible it's, thing. it's a crime in America to feel good. 
Yeah. I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. Well, feel good the right way, I guess. Sure. Well, a way that's not going to harm you, a way that's not going to be a toxic and the residual effect when people talk about the brain. Well, even though it stops, or if it does, say like scientific effect, stops brain growth in, in fucking high schoolers. Well, they've also said when they stop smoking, it grows back right away. Do that with alcohol. You don't yeah, grow good. It doesn't make kidney. any sense. Why does a neuroprotectant and a neuro, like, you know, an, an antioxidant and a neuroprotectant uh, retard brain growth? Yeah. Uh, how's that, that sounds like, uh, a, how unbiased was this study? What were they trying to find? Were they trying to find the truth or were they trying to find substantiation for the prohibition? Because yeah. profits, man, profits. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And what do we always hear from, from stories? It's always focused on, or what do we hear from articles or what do we hear from these these studies, right? It's always focused on the negative aspect. You never get to hear about all the good stuff, all the kids that have been saved from having seizures, people that have been, you know, that have fought, that have fought and, and beat, uh, you know, taken out cancer in their lives, all of that kind of stuff, man. So uh, it's, it's no surprise. I think all of us are at this point, at least in this industry, but it's just another fucking day, right? Here's the thing too, when you talk about the kids, there's the kids that are involved in the raids that happen, right? The the the, the scary shit with people with guns, right? And mm-hmm. so let's like look at the like the Brianna Taylor situation. Like how fucked up that is. That now it's coming to light that all that shit was based off of uh, 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 bullshit because they're trying to scare the black people out of the, uh, the apartment building with the real estate real estate uh, fucker, right? Like the the warrant was fake. All this shit was fake. Now it's coming to light. But yet during the first investigation, they they cleared. They were, they were good. They checked themselves. They're okay. We enable too many bad practices with prohibition, right? Yeah. Because yeah, the drugs were able to... I mean, the pharmaceutical drugs are supposed to prove that they work. So when the pharmaceutical company is the one that's proving the efficacy of its product, yikes. <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. That, you know, self, uh, self-governing self never, never works in, uh, in, in our system. It just doesn't. But even the yeah. FDA bullshit, right? Where we have to have this drug approved when it has a 20-page disclaimer about anal bleeding and, and my death. Like, death. Like, I'm done after that. Like, what else can you do to me? Like, that's yeah. worse than... And then for weed, what's it going to be? Well, Man. what if we haunted your family for the rest of your existence, but then also you? And and we put you in purgatory. So there's only one TV channel, and it's the TV channel tuned to us fucking with your family for the rest of eternity. Sounds that sounds fun. like something Rupert Murdoch would create, you know, <laughs> and would call it like your fucked Island. You know, you just, yeah. How long does this program last forever? Oh, sweet. <laughs> well, and then the sweeter part is like, Hey, I'm a foreigner influencing another country. And let me just fill out this paperwork. Cause now I'm one of you guys. So no, you can't use that against me no more. That's all he did. He stayed here for like one day. He lives in fucking Australia or wherever he is. Who's this? Rupert. Yeah, or uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever the Fox News guy is. Yeah, come in and, and, and create chaos and go live somewhere else, right? Yeah, why would you want your backyard on fire? You know, oh, you want a dumpster fire somewhere else, especially where there's a lot of people that have money and it's, you can take it. Exactly. That's how so he makes money. Isn't that the business model that you use at uh, Fat Nugs Magazine? Or like, do you have a different business model? God, we uh, scare the yeah. shit up. We scare, oh, 420. I'm loving it. 420 somewhere, which means that we get to take a small break. Brought to you by our sponsor. We'll be back in just a small, just, we're going to, we're going to take a small session. Hey, come visit us over at collateralbase.com. 
That's right. You can work with us. And then you just click on the let's go button. Uh, and then after that, become a client. And then uh, you just check out from there. I've put two of them in there. Oops, I only need one. I'm going to update that setting on WooCommerce. And, and coming soon is our new client area where we're going to be able to have an interface for our clients because our clients want specific things. They want financial models. They want cannabis applications or other applications. Maybe it's not as illegal as cannabis. Maybe it's a gaming application. You know what I'm going to be looking into? The solar stuff. How is uh, Uncle Sugar giving out that $300 billion? Uh, we'll probably figure out some applications in there. Put it right into that thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, our company, Collateral Base. Right. Those Business are sexy model pictures, there. by the way, dude. Sexy pictures. Thank you. You know, money I down. That's what we have. Yeah. I love how Tom makes money off the most boring shit, but fundamentally in, in regulation, legalization, that's what this all is. It's very boring shit. Like being a grown up, like in the beer industry or the broccoli industry, it's just paperwork and someone's making six figures off of sitting there doing it. Yeah, that's that's all. That's how you make that. I mean, do you know how to calculate discounted cash flows? Or uh, future cash value based off discounted cash flows? Like, you know, what is that cannabis farm worth? When you're making a valuation on an opinion for an offer to purchase its shares. I don't have to ask to use a discount in a store. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, and that's why you need to head on over to collateralbase.com. I might be misunderstanding our audience. We might not be talking. <laughs> oh, no one fucking cares. Yeah, yeah right. never ask me a financial question, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, right. We'll have Josh on. Josh's channel is uh, smaller than ours, but great content. And I, I, you know, shout out to Josh and the Talking Hedge. But uh, yeah, the, the the people that you talk to, you can talk to a broad amount of people, but a lot of people uh, don't own businesses. You know, how many businesses are in America? You know, it's a huge country. Uh, it's really only thirty-seven million, or th actually, I think it's thirty million, not thirty-seven anymore. But the population uh, is like three hundred, right? Uh, that's that's correct. How many businesses have employees out of that 31 million? Uh, then you get down to like six or seven million between there. And so like vast majority of businesses don't have employees. And then how many have more than like 20 employees? It's like 2%. Oh, know? wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dustin, what's you, what you guys covering over there in the Fat Nugs? What's a hot topic? Hot topics. Uh Actually, I, I, I can't divulge a lot of stuff, but let's just say, so we're about to drop the September edition. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, I finish it off tonight with uh, Caitlin Coghill, my, uh, my executive editor or my editor-in-chief. But uh, we're, we're focusing on plant medicine. Anything that we can do around plant medicine is sort of what we're doing at this point for the September edition. Um, nice. Although I can tell you that uh, I had a really interesting conversation with um, uh, Craig Cecil. And oh we're, yes, friends of Craig, we love it. We're uh, we're working on something. I hope for the November edition that'll be um, eye-opening to say the least. Craig is the epitome of why legalization prohibition has been bad, right? Served thirty-three years for being a mechanic of like supposed cartel bullshit, whereas he'd just be a mechanic, right? These days, in exactly. most states. Yep, uh, nothing special. He didn't have to go through all this fucking shit. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. And that's part of the reason why, like, with my activism, like, with Craig, I've known him for, since, fuck, man, 10 years I've been fighting for his cause, or getting pampered and shit, but, you know, in the, in the, the root of, this is what people need to, to, to remind themselves when it comes to, like, the law and making a difference is, fundamentally, it don't fucking matter who you are, right, just, just, the, the, no one belongs to jail for this plant, 
So all these fuckers right. talking about Britney Grammer and, and saying, well, she fucked around and found out. Well, guess what? Who else did? Number 45. <laughs> but that's that uh, you see how that it's judgy and it's that opprobrium. It's like you yeah. did it, you bad. Yeah, exactly. So it, like that is a an ex, that is a large river of humanity. Yeah, a you, large river, like a third, a half of them, where people be, be, believe like in a forgiveness aspect, but now nah, only about like half or, or less of people really believe in forgiveness. Uh, the other half believes in the punishment. They want to see you at the end of that rope. It's it's that's real real fucked up way of looking at things for sure. It's it's messed up, but you know you 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 nailed it. Uh, no one anywhere in the world deserves to be in jail for the plant. Um, you know, and I, I I'm one who has been harping here lately that I would like to see the same energy, you know, that same energy that we're uh, giving to Brittany and, and anyone else overseas. I'd like to see that same energy here, right? Yo, that and but also I have to give props though because her case has brought up other people that were are still oh. serving time over there. Like I didn't oh, know. Absolutely, a hundred percent, dude. No, it, it, and again, this is something that needed to be aired out to everyone around the world. We need to see this kind of shit. It's absolutely necessary, and you know she needs to come home as quick as possible, along with anyone else anywhere else. Uh, you know, but at the same time, I still want. It's just, it's simple. It's just that same energy. I'm not asking for anything crazy. Do the same things that you're, you're doing with in another country where you're dealing with another head of state, yeah. you know, you can release all the fed prisoners, right? And then you can also work with governors with that same energy. So to release the state prisoners, you know, it's, it's not hard. I think it's um, a lot of us see the hypocrisy in it. And I, and a lot of us are kind of um, blown away by the lack of, of effort and for being forefront um, in front of, you know, just, just getting out and saying, look, we're working on something. We're trying to do something where yeah. we're working with the governors, something dude, give but us you, something. You've been doing this almost a long, like I, I looked at, you know, you're a pretty good Google search about history and shit and, and you're working with the beard bros and stuff, but like, you know, this is, you know, set of precedents if, if she can get released and all that shit, but it also shows like, you know, Thailand just, you know, it's, it's fucking legal now in Thailand. They're serving it in, in, in hospitals. Everywhere, dude. Everywhere. But like 10, 20 years ago, you got your ass whooped, like lashed. Like, you know, uh, and you'd be in jail for a real long time, dude. Yeah. I mean, and because, and, and, you know, obviously third world countries, when they're more dominated by like rulers of like, you know, small, you know, a lot of that shit Just, doesn't get. But, you know what? Let's talk about that. So. So where do you think a lot of the the, the the world at large, their cannabis policies came from? USA. USA. Exactly. exactly. It's if insane. you want our money, if you want our money, you got to change your laws. There you go. You got it. We exported fucking prohibition, man. It's we insane. We export the worst jet sometimes, you know. Yeah. Our number one export is bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and bombs. Well, you know, uh, I do hear that they're getting rid of those bombs now, replacing them with uh, laser-guided Ginsu knives, which is nice. (laughs) So they really meant to kill your ass. No collateral damage on that one. That's the hardest part about being an adult, right? You're realizing there's this fucking nuclear power out there that can destroy the fucking world, but yet we're not going to use it, right? Right, guys? We right. we admit we don't want to fucking end the world and create... We're smarter than we were in the 40s, right? (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah. Right, guys? 
We basically no. just have the wrong people in charge. That's that's the problem, you know. I mean, even or was in charge. Period. The, the, the atom bomb was built. From what I understand, we were we were creating that for good, right? And the wrong people, which is it's even science. us, exactly. It's science. You know, the wrong. We say the wrong people get their hands on things. You know, the wrong heads of state. Well, you know, we we helped that, right? We we've, we've right. spread that weaponry around the world. But the thing is. Nuclear power is clean, and that it's relatively safe, provided that an invader doesn't come in and start a war, and then using that that uh, nuclear reactor as a, as, a, as like an item, something oh. that they can use for leverage. Uh, it has just happened this year. I would have been fine going the rest of my life without reading headlines like that, where it's like, oh, they're doing what? Oh, damn. You know, see, nuclear is safe except for the waste, right? Like over here in, in, in Washington, uh, which I didn't realize, Hanford, a nuclear site, there's a huge one for like during the war. They did a lot of like nuclear shit. And there's like a very toxic soil and very toxic like radiative like area. Like, but this is like, it's kind of like how America came about, right? Like we fucked up a whole culture, right? Whole society with the Native Americans. And, but we have to accept and understand how fucked up we were. Now we gotta acknowledge this fucking glow in the dark shit. When I when I was growing up in uh, Jersey, uh, there's a, a lake out there that chemicals were dumped by Johnson Johnson. It was a known spot. No one goes in the lake. Nothing lived in the lake, uh, and that that was a party spot. But the things we know about our fucked upness, we just gotta figure out how to clean it up. Like the, the whole green Look, fucking deal shit. We we know the issues that we've created. We know the problems that we have. We just refuse to kind of face them and, and tell people that, look, we it, just like you said, we fucked up. These are the issues. This is what we created. It's terrible. Now we need to do something else. But we know why we don't change stuff. It's all related to money. The people in charge have money. Why do they want to fucking change anything? They don't. That's right. That's right. And then... It's it, we're no different than in 1906, which scares me then because of the the crap that has happened in the past like two years where you just see humanity and you're like, oh boy, goodness, <laughs> yeah. we are not good in groups. Look, uh, yeah. and, and and then you're it's the Upton Sinclair quote. It's from like 1906 with the jungle. You know, it's really difficult to get somebody to understand something if their paycheck de- depends on oh, them yeah. not understanding it. Mm. You know, nailed it. Right. It's just so funny, though. Like, people think, like, you know, we're already to the point where they have fucking chips that can put your in your blood by injection. We are so far from nanotechnology. Like, as someone who works in yeah. tech, it's like, you know, people cry about the fight. It's so weird, the ignorance that prevails a lot of times. You know, you make a really good meme and a really good, like, argument, like, the Earth's fucking flat. And watch out, because you can't see the end. You cannot see the end, so it's got to be <laughs> flat, right? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of stupid shit going on for sure. Hey, speaking of stupid shit, let's talk about some stocks. You know, we should we should probably do a stock. Yeah, green entrepreneur is a green entrepreneur, also pronounced green entrepreneur. Sometimes says the top marijuana stocks to buy before the end of the week. Uh, and so they have these three stocks. Let's hear uh, if any of us have ever heard of them and what they think, because Go. to a certain extent, <laughs> the stock market is gambling. Number one, state house holdings. Has anybody nope. heard of state house holdings? No, that nope. is three no's. All right. OK, they are over the counter, which means that you have to buy them over yeah. one of these things. That is a counter that I am like tapping on. OK. 
They are uh, adult cultivation in SoCal, NorCal, and Oregon. Okay. And they have 14 dispensaries. Not bad. Oh, and they sure, just yeah. they just reached an agreement with the IRS over that audit that they got nailed with. That's right, guys. They'll get nailed. Wow. <laughs> but you should invest in them, right? You should. Because State House Holdings may include Harborside because they have their logo in here for some reason. Yeah, look, I, and, something, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, for full transparency, I divested from all weed companies about uh, a year ago. Oh, nice. good move. I stayed long. <laughs> I never tried. Going on. Got a nice you have no choice loss. at this point. <laughs> hey, I could take a long-term capital loss. Why not? You know, yeah, I got sure. taxes to offset, right? There you Overs go. And, unders. Uh, and so then there's Glasshouse Brands. Has anybody heard of uh, the Glasshouse Brands? No. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Graham, right. Graham Farr is uh, is actually a good dude. Right on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, so are so like the top two? You right? can buy so, Glasshouse Brands. That's what I'm saying. It's like if you're a company, a cannabis company that's doing this type of stuff, and they want to get listed and do those types of things, you know, they could go. Those those are the people we're trying to talk with over here. Because uh, that's more fun. Because then I understand how to do it for my company. That's the great thing about being love a the shameless plugs, dog. I love it. <laughs> well, this whole fucking thing is because of his his fucking job. But I, I'm here him for him, man. Like I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like this whole weird ass. Uh, but anyways, go on, let's go on. Because you know what? I heard of the last like, one. He says Glasshouse Brands is a buy. So he's selling me on the stock. Why would you? Why? Well, he says he knows the guy. So I, the guy, I, I know, yeah, I know Graham. But that huh? doesn't mean that I would ever tell anyone to invest in any company especially well, a cannabis company is he the main though like is he the one that created like the grower what is he what was he um to be honest with you i don't know if he's the ceo or not but i think he he actually founded glasshouse right. brands and then he actually you know he has partners that he brought in okay of course and that's why you would ask for the annual report this is Verano's annual report. I got one from Curleaf that I should really read. They didn't mail it to me yet. They did say, do you want your proxies to be voted? I'm like, where's your annual report? These are I good times. Just, yeah. just say, sell all my shit, please. <laughs> <laughs> you got to understand. I mean, if you want to sell all your shit, that means you're not in the industry. You know, like you either think that the, the markets are, are bullshit, so you can't trust those numbers. Or, um, it, you know, I, I just don't. It's too so much which time. stocks are you gonna invest in? And that's that's the thing that the cannabis industry is really difficult to to figure out in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I I divested, uh, you know, more of, you know, I, I know that most of these companies suck, right? But uh, it was more along the lines of, um, you know, ethical stuff for me, mm-hmm. um, especially uh-huh. you know, as as the founder of a magazine, I want to make sure that I'm as free and clear of any kind of connections of, of money uh, so that I, I'm not, you know, trying Fire. to. You're, you're, not, you're not sponsored content. There you go. Yeah, we're yeah. actually not paid media now. And, nice. and I try to, if you don't mind, let me explain what I what I mean by that. Yeah. So, go. you know, I, I don't do traditional paid media for fat nugs, which in, in my view means, you know, I'm not going to allow a big company to come in here and give me thousands of dollars to put their CEO on the front cover. Right. That's just not what we do. Um, I'm not going to allow some company to do the same thing and, 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 you know, pay me a bunch of money and, and put in an advertorial. So you create this inauthentic voice. That's not what we're doing here. Uh, we do paid advertising. So if you want to be in the magazine, you know, as a, 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 an advertiser, that's one thing, but um, you know, we don't do the whole traditional paid media thing. Are you on issue? Yeah, absolutely. Neat. 
Uh, do you know uh, Wes from Northwest Leaf? I don't think so. So the media aspect always been, uh, I've always, as, as a writer, someone who wanted to be a writer when he grew up, but ended up doing a bunch of other shit. Um, and you know, like, like, hey, we need to talk, dude. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm more than willing. And that's the thing, uh, there are most recent uh, versions. So if you if you guys are on the highly capitalized network, it seems then, because I got some emails from them. Who Who's the highly capitalized network? Yeah, so I ended up partnering with highly capitalized Mark Collins over there at highly capitalized. Um, he saw sort of the value that I was bringing and, and the, the gap that I was filling with the magazine and wanted to help me push it as much as I can. And uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're actually looking at the, the July edition right here, which was sponsored by Terpley, um, another really cool dude that founded Terpley. So then do you guys uh, throw in the design and all this stuff, or does Terpley have to come to you with that? No, so Terpley just did their ad on that right-hand side. Sure. Um, everything else that you see that's not an advertisement in there, um, I do all of the art or the art direction. I find all the photos, talk to the photographers. You know, I have a, um, you know, uh, I have a lot of connections in the industry, luckily, I guess. Um, and we have about 30, maybe 34, 35 writers at this point that have, um, contributed to the magazine in some way. Nice. Yeah. It's built by the community a hundred percent. Look, none of us, and I, I love saying this because, you know, this is a really personal thing for all of our writers. Everyone comes from a, a very personal standpoint when it comes to the, to the plant, right? We're, we're all plant lovers. And what we do here is bridge the cat, the gap between cannabis and stoner culture and corporate culture. And that's sort of where I have lived pretty much my entire life. I grew up with the plant from my earliest memories. I have 22 family members that are either current or former military. So as everyone was coming back from Vietnam, we had issues in the family, right? So weed was always smoked. That's just something that was normal in my family. So, Definitely. you know, we, everybody is here to uplift the plant. Um, and as we, and I've only been doing this, uh, Fat Nuts has only been around for about four and a half, five months at this point. We've only released two editions. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is from scratch. We're building this from dirt. I haven't made a single penny off of this thing yet, but as we're growing, you know, advertisers and sponsors are starting to come in and it's uh, beginning to be a really cool thing. The media side is very fun. It's, a, it's interesting. And uh, you'll learn a lot as you go. Uh, Tom is still learning. And, and cause he, yeah, he but I sell, I sell different products than, than um, advertisements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so like when, I'm, when I'm looking at like a P&L and an advertising, I should go find the annual report on an advertising company that's publicly traded. But still, with the try to understand what do they do, you know, because... Well, I can tell you, there are a lot of cannabis media companies that make millions a month off of advertising. Well, that's here's the thing, though. Kind of like what we're doing now with this podcast, right? We're we're a media, like I guess force could be whatever yeah. you know, throw people on, and really, we just it's been the side thing, right? Like a part time, but it's 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 been working, and, and it's mm-hmm. done really cool things. And and being a media always does really get you. Like you said, you, you get the, your foot in the door to a lot of cool events or do like meet nice people, or whatever. Yeah, um, absolutely. Get media passes to all the expos. Um, it, it's 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 nice to be able to be in media in cannabis and really media in any industry at this point. Um, are you, go, ahead, go ahead. No, no, I just wanted to like bring it to a topic because like Tom, you know, we try not to like, we, we don't talk about like so like there's so many weird things that get flagged or censored. Right. Mm-hmm. High Times uh, they do as a magazine. They do the uh, the price, the, the stock market, right? Like it's good this much, how much this much. 
today I was kind of impressed though. I bought some. I'm not even promoting or saying nothing, but uh, I bought some non-shitty weed for 42 bucks an ounce. Like, like, wow. like you know, what I'm saying it was not high grade. It wasn't like brick, but like the nug and solid nug. Uh, it smokes fine. The high is fucking heady, but like price points are gonna be an interesting. Like the, this is definitely gonna be like you know how we talk about beer and prices of all this shit. Cannabis is gonna be, but we get flagged. If we were to do that, it'd be flagged tomorrow. Oh yeah, or, or actually sure. in ten minutes, right after we fucking close. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, the algorithm thinks that we're talking about, like we're offering it. We're not offering it. We're talking about it in an abstraction, and so like we're talking about it from a policy or a market or uh, a business uh, aspect. But it has nothing to do. We aren't saying like, come down here. We're gonna have good stuff. And so like sometimes I'll see Burner doing videos. And I'm like. Is he just getting murdered by this? Because like you know, I mean, like it's like he'll he'll be like at the actual location signing autographs and stuff, like where people can meet him. It's like, well, that's literally it. But then like th- that would be weird. Like so, you can't post on social media. We're having our grand opening. I think Burner hacked the system, though, man. Being yeah. a billionaire well, now. Yeah, exactly. When you start to have a little more. When you start- when you start to have a little more status and money and control and power and you can sort of throw some money around, I think things are a little different for for you in every industry, right? Um, but I think we all know that media doesn't, they've always operated on reefer madness dollars. So just keep that in mind. It doesn't matter. All their dollars come from the reefer madness crowd. Yeah, for right true. now, I hope. I hope that's going to abate itself. You know, and then we'll have more of these types of... Um, uh look we have a bumper that we do and it's it's every week we just try to find a strain that's out there and then we make the nug into an overlay and we play this little game called name that strain uh so let's let's do that now break up the monotony hey name that strain everybody panama red <laughs> well, look, that, it? it has to be something red, right? That is one of the Holy best things shit. that I've ever seen. And yeah. so, like, all the pistols on this must have been red. And then the bud was also red. because Strawberry many people, it Strawberry, it, it resembles it, doesn't it? It does. It's pretty. I can tell you that. Yes. Wow. Is, this, is this something either one of you have ever had in your hands? No, but I should buy some seeds if I have the ability to get some seeds. Hey, look, I, I have the ability to get seeds, which, of course, are hemp. So that's you know, why we're not going to link or talk about where you can get this. this <laughs> that may go over a line. Yeah. Are you able to? Do you have home grow in Illinois? I don't know. I do because okay. I'm a medical patient. So ah. uh, the house is a little loud right now, even though there's only about four of them in flower because five's the limit. And I didn't. I, they, I didn't pop five. Like I popped six, and then like only four survived. Fair and enough. so uh, yeah, that, that's okay. That's not bad. Right. No, it's going to be a fine harvest. I mean, like one of the plants is a couple of weeks behind the others. But uh, when I get back from Chicago, going to Chicago, see you guys there uh, tomorrow. Uh, and then on Tuesday, we get to do a little harvest. Right on, but Oh, right. We've already discussed. You're in Georgia. Yeah. We don't, <laughs> we don't have any growing here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how about you improve your, why don't you improve your location? Uh, now, is Georgia, you need it? Because then like... All use yeah. is illegal use, which yeah, really so, sucks. So my partner, Cecily, we actually own a, um, a small retail, private retail spa here in Buckhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been in the uh, skincare industry for over 15 years, is one of the highest rated licensed medical estheticians in the state. 
So um, it's called Cecily Skincare. Uh, we also have our own um, vegan, cruelty-free, earth-responsible skincare line. So cool. Yeah, sounds like a good life. Uh, I think oh, oh, there it goes. No, it's all right. I was about to, <laughs> there I was we about go. to move the camera then so that uh, we can we can make that. Uh, but anyway, this is the strain that people are trying to name. Uh, and the strain is got a really its name makes sense and so the word panama is not in it but the word red is you, know, you think anybody has even a, a faint clue of been able to get this dude i don't even know, know what it is yeah well uh, according Can I to that, a friend <laughs> is, is it red yeah. velvet no it is not red velvet uh it's a fun game isn't it red Devil. but uh, there is a, a seed bank over at uh, a particular website which we won't name because i don't want to you know get flagged on it but that's where I'm getting it. It's from growingweed.com, which we just mentioned once. Uh, this is called Red Horse. Oh, shit. Okay. Right. Doesn't that make sense? Red Horse. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it give you the, the lineage, the crosses? Does it give you anything? Let's see. It says growing difficulty is easy, which is nice to hear. Now, this, oh, this is uh, one I got to buy then. It's a famous Jack Harris strain with top 4-4 crossed with KGB. Uh, is it Jack Herrera and KGB? Did I hear that right? Yes. Interesting. Okay. And top 44. I've never heard of top 44. KGB I have heard of, but I'd have to Google. Uh, and then Jack Herrera, yes. And so it'll be interesting to, to, to see that, but um, you can find the seeds on this. I was told well, KGB like. stands for Killer Green Bud. Ah. I wouldn't Sour know. and sweet as well as hot and fresh. Lime overtone and spicy herbal blends with pine trees. And so, yeah, the terpenaline on that's probably going to be hidden. But mm -hmm. uh, Sour and sweet for sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, I miss that. I miss a good terpenaline dominant strain. I want to grow some Willie Nelson. I'm going to buy those ones next. I'm going to go Hell find yeah. those seeds because they have a good terpenaline dominant. And and seeds, they, they, they don't pop well sometimes after they've gotten older and so like when you get them fresh they usually are a little bit more vigorous uh and then uh, i finally had one that because i don't i people are like oh you should put it in a paper towel and do all this stuff i'm like hey, i ain't gonna do that i'm gonna put it in the dirt paper towel put water on it yeah paper towel was always my go-to man for pretty much any seed these days but like really any seed like it's like when we when we plant stuff in the garden it's like did you put the seeds in the dirt yeah and water the dirt and water yeah. it yeah. yeah well you know yeah. with, with cannabis though it's something that you grow with intention right like like it's yeah. like you that's the reason why you know you pop four seeds out of six like that's the th you know i and i, I think out of storage yeah out of but, the dirt oh that's how you pop them out of dirt yeah, you, you waited fuck waiting dirt, dude you're gonna you're gonna put them it. in the plate so you know exactly what you put in the ground are you outdoor uh, are you growing outdoor oh no no it's oh, okay okay it's okay so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm allowed I'm, so, to do that. And Tom's getting so much better at it, though. Like, you should have seen that. Like, right now, I'm growing a gram. Like, I fucked mm -hmm. up and, and did some shit learning about, like, buying clones. And yeah. so, like, you learn about this thing every day. You don't, this is why when Prohibition would end, big growers will never lose, you know, Anheuser-Busch is then out of business because of people yeah. like, trying to grow. Exactly, dude. I've always right. said that. First of all, it's not legal without home grow, right? There's no legalization. There's no true legalization without home grow. At you least give me the, the opportunity. So again, like, you don't have uh, Illinois and Washington State are similar in the respect that home grow is limited to medical patients alone, uh, and but it, it's not a crime if you get caught the first time uh, growing, because get your freaking medical card, Rusty. Come on, right. you know, yeah. like you've been you've been warned. Yeah. Yeah. 
and, and it's it's funny that I've you know heard many instances of certain MSOs lobbying to to squash home grow right and, and to squash caregiver caregivers and I'm and I'm just thinking man that's uh, that's uh, <laughs> could you be any more greedy I mean we're not going to affect home growing is not going to affect anybody's business on a, a grand scale and even if so uh, I know people. Uh, that grow and still purchase from dispensaries. It's just, you you don't, it's very rare for any of us who grow to actually have a steady supply all the time, all year long. That's just, how many of us have the opportunity to grow like that on a daily basis and pay attention to our plants? It's just, it's not you guys, like- You guys doesn't, or like at the beginning stage, the baby stage of legalization, right? So like your medical, which is really non-existent, Correct. Do you, yeah, do you we, have a collective model? Like, are there like, so can, can is someone identify as a patient? Is there any medical model or is it just like, so yes, there, there is. But the, the thing is, is there, like I was kind of, you and I were talking about earlier. So yeah, we are medical. Um, the big thing is that they've decriminalized in Atlanta and Athens at this point. We are medical for the state, but there is no, you know, real infrastructure, right? There's no growing, there's no process, no manufacturers, no dispensaries, you know, for medical cannabis that I know of. And the people that are actually eligible, it's a very minute um, portion of the population at this point is, if I remember correctly, it's something like maybe 18 or 19 different things that qualify. And and it could be even less, maybe that's eight or nine, to be honest with you. Um, And they're for, you know, you know, pretty severe things. Um, not just your standard back aches, knee aches, that kind cancer of stuff. So, and like yeah. the, the the really big diagnose shit. Uh, because what was the one that just uh, the, they just changed the law so you could self diagnose? Was that or uh, Oklahoma again changing it to being just self diagnosed, or was that Oregon? Like, DC. The, that was DC. DC. So, yeah. Yeah. What, what is that going to do? You going to give yourself a license then? Yes. In DC, yes. you can be like, you I can got. Just give yourself the medical card. I've diagnosed myself, sir. Thank <laughs> I identify you. in whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's called I'm human and I want some fucking weed. That's seriously though, but they had I self-diagnosed. I had a exactly. case of anxiety. I didn't have any weed. Now because, the anxiety gone and I have a card. Yeah. But they had to do that because the asshole keeps blocking legalization in their fucking you know, in their district, right? Yeah. DC yep. has no rights. DC has no rule, like no uh representation. Hey, you know what? Let me ask you something. What do y'all feel like so what do y'all feel about when a state actually passes legalization? And you have counties or cities that say no to it. What do y'all feel about that? Uh, mostly home rule. And so like home rule is a very old legal concept where locality is really the start of all the governments that sure. you have to experience. So if I uh, decided to act a fool and and go off, and I don't because I have to get on a train and go to Chicago later and then maybe film something. Uh, there, The people that will be arresting me, the authorities, the government agencies, uh, that will be the municipality, the municipal corporation. Uh, and as a result, they have these things called home rule. Uh, and that means that they have the ability to create these police powers, which are like the most local laws that there are. And then you have the state government, which has the ability to do everything at the next level up, really. Uh, and so they still have courts. And so like the home rule area, there will be district courts all over your state. Uh, and then after that, you know, you have the feds uh, and those feds. I don't even think they work sometimes. <laughs> you, you know, they're on vacation a, right now, aren't they? Aren't they always on vacation? Yeah, but they, you are. Know, they have an election in November. Yeah. Don't we try to oh, like... One of them called me yesterday and gave me his cell phone. I need to pay that man some money. 
Uh, not too what? much. Just some, though. Yeah. What? Uh, oh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> oh, he likes well, to give it's, it's politics. That's what politics is. Yeah. Politics is making contributions to people you believe in that are going to go fight for you. And I was trying to build up my business so I could, you know, uh, I'll just run for something now. Well, the law yeah. firm will pay for it. Yeah, you know, and, for or the law consulting firm. <laughs> right. And, and so I don't have to dial for dollars. Turns out you do. You actually yeah. have to dial for dollars. You have to divest yourself when you become a federal um, employee in Congress. And so that's that's why everybody keeps asking you for money uh, when the elections come up, because they aren't allowed to have another job. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But all their friends know what to invest in, right? Yes. For some reason, you know, yeah. uh, but those government no, contracts. Going no, one has, like, oh. no one has conversations. So, yeah. But we can nodding. But that's the same thing on the drug deal, right? Like the same thing where prohibition enables like when you have to wink and nod, either you're, you're doing something because you're going against the norms or you're doing something that's illegal. And sometimes the, the thing against norms like prohibition, which is a bad law, you know, I shouldn't have to do wink and nod. I shouldn't have to. Uh, uh, I've been around for a long time where, like, you just kind of, like, walk into a room and, like, kind of smell and hope, you know? <laughs> Whereas the internet comes about and you can do, like, a Craigslist post. And then it slowly evolves to, like, Snapchat and Instagram, like, you know. And, and again, they don't long... it. it's going to get weird. It's going to yeah, get yeah. weird in another 20 years, guys. Especially as the, uh, the metaverse and the nanobots and the AI. Oh, my it's, goodness. This is going to be real interesting. Real yeah. interesting. I'm ready to get my robot to roll my joints for me. What about y'all? Oh, that'd be awesome. Two dishes. (laughs) There you go. There's going to be a lot of robots doing dishes. Clean my bong. That's right. That's right. Thank you, sir. (laughs) I think it would be hilarious, though, if the robots start, like, pitching things that has uh, a statistical likelihood to boost their ability to be surviving. Uh, Because, like, if you look at, like, some of the stuff that comes out about when they uh, anticipate, like, you know, economic collapse. Uh, because there's just too many of us consuming too many resources for it to continue. Uh, it's about 20 years from now. Wait, so, that, is that fear marketing that I'm hearing? No, it's a stale. It's a study, and it was a. a, a I'll send you and everybody else at home that wants it uh, a link to the the report. It was uh, from some Yale like scientist that was talking about an update to an algorithm from the 70s that was predicting like you know when the earth would fail because we just can't handle a load no more. So not like the Mayan, uh, the calendar. No, not like the Mayan calendar, like, um, truck nuts, you know, like we're just taking it all, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, since we're going to like, I never get prepared for any of these. Sometimes I do. I mean, I Google search like who I'm going to talk to and see if it's going to be like a fun conversation like it is with you, Dustin. But then other times, like the conversation itself about marijuana studies, I just want to uh, get back real quick, kind of like reach around the end. Uh, you know, I, I did a Google search just a little bit ago. And I just want to share what pops up because, you know, most people don't do this shit. We do it because we care about the plant. We're, we're curious. We're trying to make a change. But if you type in the word marijuana studies in Google, which most people use, uh, you got an FDA website or a link about something about going on with the uh, FDA and cannabis research and drug approval process. Uh, then you have uh, uh, NCIH, our favorite. Uh, cannabis cannabinoids, what you need to know. Uh, I don't, you know, hopefully they reference like Mechlin, but they should reference their own study, 6630507. But then it goes into here. 
How many studies have been done in marijuana? According to normal, over 20,000 studies. Yeah, I thought it was around 30,000, but maybe my number's wrong. Yeah, and then so can you research marijuana is the next question. And then it says, under California law, all research using any Schedule One drug must be reviewed and approved by the CA research. <laughs> so it still needs to get, like, monitored, right? We're still at the level where this thing's like heroin, and you got to, like, sign 10 forms opposed to, like, here's some Play-Doh. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's absolutely insane. And, you know... Um, you know, some of those barriers that you're going to continue to probably see as some of this changes are like, what, the cost for licenses to research it. Um, some of these people, I'm assuming, probably have never even touched the plant before. Uh, I mean, there's going to be just a massive amounts, massive amounts of issues and hurdles to kind of overcome, even yeah. as we continue to study this thing, you know. But the studies, so, though, I think it comes down to, again, the questions we ask, which is, is cannabis bad for society, period? And the answer is no. And no, then is the law it's bad? It's all over the place in every right. situation. Not only that, it's in the most simplest form. When it reaches a new destination, when it comes into your town and your city, it creates jobs. You have less alcohol abuse. You have less opioid abuse. You know, all that kind of stuff, dude. So even at the most fundamental level of having a store creates a whole sort of ethos oh, and yes. atmosphere around the area. Yep. And then you have this. Like Speaking of that, uh, the Beard Brothers, I was reporting that Weldon Angelos tells the story of Cong- Congress. And so Weldon Angelos was on uh, the podcast a couple years back. And his story is not great. You know, if you... Uh, these types of stories, like Weldon's story, would be a thing of the past. And they should not have ever been a thing at all, yep. but at least they'll be a thing in the past. And he's telling that story of some people, this plant, and that's where I think the social equity thing comes in. Cause like he is being punished by statutes and he had to go away and be in a hole because he violated a felony crime. Uh, that is a form of like a perturbed form of ownership of a society, whether it's ownership in a corporation or ownership in a society. And so like the, the stuff that he had to go through, people aren't supposed to do that. Nope. We're supposed to be better than that. This is America, you know? <laughs> yeah, we all know that's not the case. But that comes down to the, the, the creation of the law and why it's here, right? This is not because it's bad for society. It's because some crazy white dude wanted to control blacks, uh, Mexicans, uh, the population, the fear-mongering. It was easy to control the general population, right? Freak out the white people about the Mexicans and the blacks coming in and then uh, tell them that this is the drug that makes them all bad. Because Why? Look, racism, greed, scare the hell out of white guys about their white women. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. When you do that, as you can see, it works very well. Yeah, well, you just can't keep a lie like you could in the 20th century. No, It is much can't. more difficult to, and not just a lie. It's, a, it's one thing to be like, oh, did you see that play? Yeah. You know, there, yeah. There's lies yeah. like that. And then there's like, hey, uh. Did you see that we've eradicated an entire plant and we're throwing people away for de- just Worldwide. decades? How many people are arresting? Hundreds yep. of thousands a year. But yep. you, you know, a lot of it, but in the origins, though, it comes down to like still a control manipulation of the present population. And it's kind of like trickled down to us, right? Like now that new lie is about some bullshit great reset that Tucker Carlson talks about, right? Like they're trying to bring in all the uh, foreigners so they vote Democrat. Like, no, man, those fuckers are still probably going to show up, not even vote, probably not even vote, probably yeah. just get through life because it's bad enough. It's hard enough for you and me to get through life. Yeah. These fuckers are going to do the same thing. Brand new country and everything like that. But like 
it's a new lie that encourages and fear mongers a certain section of the population that's still like yeah I don't know. Well, yeah did yeah, most of our government rule over the past hundred plus years has been based on fear man that and, and control and, and that kind of stuff and that's just what we do and and so when you say oh my god there's foreigners coming over and they're voting for Democrats I mean come on man it's just fucking stupid it's so nonsense the bad yeah, thing yeah. is that is people believe that shit. That's right. And they don't believe this shit, you know, because this is Guy Harrington, the director of international audit and the enterprise risk uh, at the KPMG. And so she updated this LTG model in the Yale Journal of Ecology in November 2020. So that this was the thing that I was talking about. And so this is from KPMG. They scored Illinois' cannabis application. So my, my confidence in them is somewhat, you know, diminished. But that's that. Um, yeah, that's the and I'll, I'll send you that. That's the, the the publication that says, well, we have about until 2040 and then we're out of stuff. <laughs> KPMG with their whole like. But again, we just bought a company or we just got a license, you know, yep. you know, you know who did it right when it came to licensing. Water. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. did you guys see what was it? Massachusetts way of doing it was it Massachusetts or Rhode Island who did the bing ball ball, the bingo fucking like a ball. You had to fucking put it in a ball. In Connecticut, because there was like 37,000 applicants in that ping pong ball lottery. And so now when they do these lotteries, they're going to do another one in Illinois later this year. Uh, yeah, probably we'll do it. So what do we do? So, what, what's, the, what's the best approach? Do we have it wide open like Oklahoma or do we do, you know, Oklahoma's like not open anymore. Oklahoma's yeah. not open. Oh, yeah, I know. They're, they're starting to change they, things. They, yeah. It's the dual licensing system, I think. It's like it goes back to that home rule aspect where, you know, it's it gets really so you can have little enclaves. And so if you make it illegal uh, or legal the next day, what I would say by the matter of policy defaults, you have everybody opt in. You have everybody opt in. Then the community has to officially opt out for the same reason that if that's the rule for recycling, it's like 85 percent compliance with recycling. Yeah. But if you do it the other other way, it's like, you know, 30, 50 you know, somewhere in there, like some people aren't just going to take the extra step to uh, go ahead and opt in or they're going to wait and see how somebody else does it. Yeah, it should but, always uh, be opt out. It should always be opt out, especially when you have your own people voting for it. Right. Right. It's when you pass a law because, voted for it. Why yeah. would we opt out? You know, why Bingo. would we have to opt in? You know, yeah, exactly. I'm opting in with my vote. Hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but. That I, let's uh, that's just a policy goal that goes into the old basket of policy goals that we like to talk about on these programs, uh, and and I and I hope that people start doing it. But when you have this this issue of the unlimited license versus the limited license, if you have the dual license states, and so even uh, in Michigan you need the dual license, California and and New Jersey and Massachusetts, and that allows for the municipality to be like, we got enough bars here, bro. You know, they can, we don't need another liquor license that we're giving out or we don't need another cannabis license that we're giving out. Uh, and then what you're going to see is uh, uh, market saturation and shakeout. And so there's only so many businesses that can be done. Yep. A hundred percent. And I'm OK with, you know, taking into consideration, you know, business and location. Right. I mean, we obviously don't want five dispensaries on the same block. I get that. But at the same time, there's got to be some way of actually opening it up so that it's fair, um, especially for people that who I deem really deserve to be uh, sort of leading the industry at this point. You know, our, 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 our small mom and pop, our growers, our farmers, 
you know, the, the people that have been here traditionally or legacy that have been here for a long time. We need to be looking at more and more of these people and allowing more access, not less. But I do understand because of business and we don't want business to collapse that we have to control that in, in some form. I get it. Yeah, I got something fun for you guys. So, like, you know, in my little Google search here of like marijuana studies and I didn't realize how short this synopsis was. I was like, this is interesting. So Department of Justice, Office of Justice Programs, uh, and I didn't know this even existed from 1997. Apparently, it's six, uh, 16 pages. Annotation, the study examined the residual neuropsychological effects of marijuana on long-term frequent users. And if I am drawing, it's because I am drunk. Uh, abstract, the authors recruited a sample of 37 Americans aged 30 to 74 who had smoked marijuana on at least 5,000 separate occasions. These subjects were found open to span a wide range of ethnic groups, educational backgrounds, occupations, and annual income. They did not display any obvious features that distinguished them from the population as a whole. They began smoking marijuana from the 60s or 70s and then continued to smoke heavily in the middle school adulthood because they felt marijuana relieved unpleasant feeling states such as anxiety and depression. Most subjects believe that marijuana use either had no effect or positive effect on their social lives. That claim, uh, subjects claim positive effects cited decreased anxiety in social situations, a structured environment for interacting with others, or decreased interpersonal boundaries. Four subjects, however, believe that marijuana caused them to focus on their own perceptions, thus increasing their isolation. The majority of subjects reported that their marijuana use had not affected their careers, but most said they did not use marijuana at work because they believed that the acute effects of marijuana would impair the performance. Uh, those who reported that marijuana had a positive effect on their career believe that it made them more creative and more re relaxed. Of the five who reported a negative effect to work, three described lack of ambition and motivation when smoking regularly. This study is apparently similar in findings to uh, previous relevant studies in finding that frequent marijuanas do not display any striking features, at least on screening interview, that would sharply distinguish them from the rest of the population. Um, so no shit, Sherlock. No shit. Exactly. I, wow. dude, I went my entire life. Well, you mean 14, nothing? Yeah. 14 years uh, in the in the corporate world. And, you know, I'm, maybe people had an idea, but, dude, you know, nobody knows. You know, it's it's ridiculous. You can't tell. Um, and, and I think you see this on a daily basis, especially in places like LinkedIn, where, you know, a lot of us are talking about it makes us more creative. It helps us to relax. It help, well, doesn't make us more creative. Helps us to get us in a place to be more creative. That kind of stuff. So, I mean, we see this that right there. We see we live it every day, right? Exactly, man. But then I tell Tom too, because like he's been to a place where we a festival, Seattle Hemp Fest, where we had three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people all there just fucking weed and other psychedelic shit. But the only thing that happened was dehydration. And like the person being influenced by alcohol who, who acted a, a, an asshole. But for the most part, it's a very boring day. You sit at a booth and try and beg people for signatures to help people to get released from a plant that they're there for. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Of yeah. course. We'd, we'd, we'd be at the uh, activist booth, the prisoner booth, uh, you know, and it, it's it's very important booth. I mean, that person needs to be in there. Uh, and then it's like the stuff like Weldon Project, to a certain extent, the last prisoner project and Freedom Grow Forever. Those people are throwing money on somebody's commissary. Uh, so at least they can be a little bit more comfortable while we work this stupid thing out and get them out of prison, you know? Yeah, for sure. Where they don't belong in the first place. <clears throat> no, they do not. Hey, do you guys want to go over the history of the word Sensamia? Let's do it. I'm down. Awesome. Well, we got a bumper for that.
Merrick Cannabis Legalization News going and uh, explaining the word sensimilia to you because you might have heard that before. Um, let's all get our, our general understanding. I'm assuming we all uh, understand what this, this word means. What do you think, uh, Dustin, sensimilia, what does that mean? Miggy, same thing. Uh, weed, it's always been a name uh, for, for a certain type of weed for me, I, I guess. It's always yeah, been what sort- type of weed. I go by my my reggae songs and just think it's just weed itself. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's weed itself. It's just another slang term, right? That's what I've always thought. Pot, weed, grass. It's It's got a technical term. And if you are a Spanish speaker, it is more easy to get. Uh, because it is two Spanish words, sin, without, and semilla, meaning seeds. Sin semilla smashed together in Spanish is without seeds, quite literally. And hopefully one of those plants that we're going to be bringing down is not sensimilia, but the pollen goes bad very quickly. I did not know that pollen went bad so quickly. Oh, yeah. Pollen, what? You, yeah, I, I remember there was a company that I was, uh, I, I, I either read about or had a conversation with someone about it said that they were, they started out by trying to ship pollen, uh, and you just can't do that. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, well, there's got to be learn. ways to do it. I mean, I imagine it's like a whole, but it's very expensive, right? For climate control versus, you know, yeah, well, I mean, you know, pollen is dust, right? So how, I mean, yeah. next to impossible to be able to ship and keep uh, safe for long periods of time. It's just not. It so- oxidized really quickly. Like, you know, yeah. it, could you freeze so, it maybe? Uh, maybe next time I'll freeze it. Or what I'll do is I'll just um, only do F1 photos. And so, like, if you're only doing that, then you get should right have a fifty fifty shot. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> I tell you, you, you definitely need home grow if you legalize it, at least for the medical patients, so yeah. they're gonna have an adequate supply. And and then it's good because the medical patients they really are uh, they're in it for the plants benefits, and so they they're more connoisseurs in my opinion because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, then they, they can have fresher access. They can have cheaper access as well. The uh, terpenes are volatile. You know, so you, I, I honestly believe we're all sort of medical patients because, it, you know, all cannabis use is therapeutic in my mind. That's something that I've pretty much believed my entire life since watching my, my, my family, you know, sort of go through the things that they went through. Um, and then, of course, since, you know, daily use for me since 1995, you know, I, I quickly realized the medical benefits that I get from it. So, doesn't matter so why what are those studies what are those new studies they're talking about the NIH exactly yeah. and not only that I played college volleyball I actually graduated from college you know all of that stuff I did things and I still got really high wow oh, yeah. but you know it's like so because of our endocannabinoid system I think as a kid I would smoke it because it's kind of like taking coffee right like I'm already got some energy for whatever reason but then I take some coffee I'm like we let's do some shit or ginseng or whatever kind of speed Meth, you know what I'm saying? Like people do shit for a, a reaction to their body, yeah. and then because you have an endocannabinoid system, your body just gets feels a little fluffy and feels good when you're young. And as you get old, you're like, "Holy shit, I really like this stuff because it just makes me not forget." A hundred percent. It almost is as if like when you first sort of start consuming, you're almost priming your ECS. Even though I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. and that's probably not the case. But that's sort of what it seems like. And as you grow and get older and realize that it is medicine, you you know, you do. Um, I need this because my fucking back hurts or yeah. I, I played college volleyball and I used it because I had shoulder pains and knee pains all the time. And that's not the only reason, but that's obviously one of the reasons. But again, it all can be. I don't care what your intention is. 
all cannabis use is therapeutic. I mean, when you smoke, eat an edible, whatever the case may be, what are you trying to do? You're trying to either laugh, have fun, relax, take some anxiety away, whatever it is, it's therapeutic. Even if you're out in the woods hiking, you know, sometimes when you get high, things are just better. They sound better. Things are cooler. (laughs) It feels better outside, that kind of stuff. So it's all therapeutic, man. No matter what your intent is, I think when you consume, you're still going to get the medical benefits. Well, especially, go ahead. Well, no, I, I agree with you. But then I was going to just say, all right, cool. Hey, where can people pick up the magazine? How can people get the magazine, you know? Yeah, so it's uh, free to everyone in the world. You download it. You can go to fatnugsmag.com. You can go to highlycapitalized.com. There are banners everywhere. Um, basically, you, you click on the link. You put in your email. We'll send you the link to download it, and you have it for free. Awesome. Nice. Well, we'd rather wrap that up. Have our Sundays as other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm okay with this. It's a good Sunday, man. Oh, yeah. Well, no, know, say, I got to something. There is an international not- story. There's a real feel-good international story that we might be Dude. able to kind of go out on. But uh, I've loaded the page. But then it's one of those news pages. And so it's like when you load the page, first you get the ad. Then you get oh, the video. Yeah. Now it's asking me to subscribe. And you like, get 15% uh, off. Right. And, and then I'm getting a, an ad for some pharmaceutical pill. Uh, and so I'm going to hit no thanks. But this is uh, this is some good news out of international. So let's talk about Canada, which, you know, makes sense. That'd be good news. International is out of Canada. But we'll be right back with that. In good news, Canada is on track to spend $200 million a year on medical cannabis for veterans. Uh, look at that headline. That's $200 fantastic. million a year. So what I understand is uh, Canada gives every one of their citizens, what, $300 a month, I believe, for medical whatever. What? So like they fund your HSA oh, in Canada. Yeah, yeah, Bingo. Yeah. But That's still, awesome. You know how much fucking free weed would save me? Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. save me so much money. $200 million. Well, it's such a... So think about it. So like if you veterans? If your entire population is getting $300 uh, a, a month, uh, why are cannabis companies that... You know, everybody from the U.S., you've probably seen a lot of headlines lately. A lot of U.S. companies are trying to move into Canada. Well, hello. When, when mm-hmm. your entire population has an extra $300 or $300 a month to spend on whatever yeah. medical stuff... There you go. Well, yeah. it, it, oh, we, talked, we had a, 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 a member, I think, who from Canada, right? Where Because uh, I get the uh, HSA health card. You know, you're giving so much money a month to it. And I can use it for dentists or supplies. Yeah, whatever. Prescriptions, yeah. And if weed was a prescription, oh, my God, I would save so much money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and hopefully they're, you know, wherever we're getting it from, our prescription is good, you know, good high quality. Well, yeah, well, well, that's why testing in labs are so important. We talk yeah. about that all the time. On Regulation. That's, Regulation. That's going to be what the regulated market is like nationwide, right? Like we still have this boundary. Everybody's got their little fiefdom. Uh, some MSOs are doing it right. Like, as you know, Dustin, you met the guy from whatever. And then the other MSO, uh, the second one, in that, that, that postdoc, you know, it's interesting to see that they have, you know, it seems a lot of these guys make money without having brick and mortar, right? Like, you have to have brick and mortar. I mean, it's very fundamental, like money and, and, and things that happen when it comes to a business to, 
say, okay, X amount's coming in. Uh, this is the charge on top of it, so we can keep the lights on because we hope the lights are going to be in this price range. And then also, I got to pay your ass because you got to go home and eat for some reason. And then, you know, there's other shit involved besides like. Do you have any me. idea how much lighter your uh, your uh, economy is in single payer healthcare? How much lighter that is if you put that off of the companies and put that onto the government? Uh, cheaper economy like you know, so the, the the people if you're going to hire somebody out of canada you don't have to provide them as a benefit health care which might cost your company an extra five to six hundred bucks maybe even more per month you know well I, if i'm not mistaken i think studies around the world prove that having health care for all universal health care is you know good on at just about every level you can think of so don't some third and that's world why we don't have it, because we don't have nice things in America. We scare the shit out of everybody. Oh, my God, government's going to keep your pills from you, and they're going to tell you what you can and can't do. Oh, wait, instead of the insurance companies? My bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The worst Internet experience that I have running a business is paying my health care bill. It is the worst freaking website. They don't allow, like, automatic debit. So like, the only thing that I forget to pay is my health insurance, where it's like, well, I guess if something goes wrong, I'll pay the the tax penalty or whatever, or just my, because you're mandated to have it. I have to pay it for it. You know, yeah. it's just like if you're mandated to, if I want to drive my car, I have to have insurance. When I have this real estate, you have to have insurance on it. You, you know? have to, you have to fund the $60 million that the, you know, Kaiser Permanente guy or whoever else mm -hmm. is, you know, him and his big fat homes and his yacht and all that stuff, you know, that's, that's what we're doing here. Let's, let's make sure that we understand that. Exactly. Like it, but isn't the uh, the Canadian? I don't, I don't understand. I imagine a good business is like if the government, the the hospitals and shit were run by the government, right? Like owned and funded and all that shit, right? Like I don't understand what their infrastructure is like because here in the states, it's all fucking in, 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 like the prison system, still privatized. Like yeah, some things should be run by a government that really cares about you and has your best interests and all this shit. If you don't incentivize profit, then you're taking away cutting corners and shit like that. Yeah, and, and you know. <laughs> Government is supposed to be here to actually help improve lives. That, that that's actually, if I'm not mistaken, the <laughs> the, the that's proper the whole definition, point, right? Yeah. Right. The proper definition of hope. government is to actually help people within the you know within your country, within your society. There's we have such a shit show when it comes to healthcare and everything else in this country. Well, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. People, now here's the but here's what I wanted to bring up. So it just came back to me. I'm a stoner, right? So every time it, ta it right. takes me a second. So when people say the government running something, well, who the fuck is the government? It's us. It's you and I. It's your next door neighbor. It's, it's the people in your community. It's not necessarily just the people that you see on TV wearing suits in Washington, right? It's, exactly. It's, it's you and I. We're the ones that work all of those government jobs. So when we say we don't want the government controlling things, what the fuck are you talking about? Because the same people that are in the insurance industry are the same people that are running the government. We're yes. all humans. We're all Americans. And we actually do jobs within the government. So it doesn't make any fucking sense for anybody to go, oh, my God, the government's running it. No, asshole. Your next door neighbor is just like he's running the 7-Eleven. It's the yeah. same thing. But, you know, half what you say, people are paranoid. It's, it's half it's, of people it's are paranoid. Insane, dude. It, dude, the media has created this thing where we just – you know, it's everything is bad. You know, government is bad. Yeah. Look, government is not inherently bad. We have shit people as leaders in this country. That's the problem. 
But your next door neighbor and your family and your friends are the ones who actually, you know, work these jobs in these offices. But that's it. It's just like police, right? Like, it's just some dude trying to get the job, pay some bills. Hopefully, they're they're trying to do the the intent of the job. But like like you said, government, and when they say, like, the the corporations, oh, there's another 420. Let's take a break. Another 420 somewhere, everybody. Holy crap, we too. We'll be, we've, we've gone around the horn again. It is now 4.20 somewhere being the central time zone. Nice. All right. Sexy well, with dog. that one, I mean, we've gone an hour 20. Uh, I got to get ready to go to the, the city tonight. So we have an office hours in Chicago tomorrow. Um I'm only going to see a few people, but the oh, same good. thing. I need to get to that city more often to do work. Uh, now that they actually are moving the licenses. Before, no movement. Now, some movement. Yep, absolutely. But not nice. so much. The conditional dispensaries. Can't sell them. Can't uh, buy do them. We, do we have any people of color that actually own anything yet in, in the state? Oh, a lot. A lot. A oh, lot, yeah? A lot. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And so it's it's got a lot, a lot of ownership. And then after this this round that's coming up this fall, there should be even more. There was a there still is, by the way. It's not as bad. Uh, so the the loophole that they had in the last lottery, there's still one, but it's nowhere near as bad. Um, was the loophole meaning basically um, the equity applicant receives the license, but, you know, someone else just comes and buys it from them? Is it one of those loopholes? No, that, that was that was par for the course, like. That was like par for the course. But then um, the, the exception to that rule would have been the exception. So like two thirds of them were probably just like that. And then a third of them might have been them trying to do it by them you know, on their own. Uh, and so, you know, it, it, the problem was it was a brute force lottery. And so if you wanted to buy a thousand tickets, you could buy a thousand tickets if you were creative about it and, and created various companies. That's right. Uh, and so they've shut down that loophole this time. They didn't in Connecticut. And that's why it was probably one guy who applied like half of the 36,000 was like one team, you know, just because then he wins. It's math. Uh, yeah. But there's there's a different way that they're doing in Illinois. And Miggy might understand this. Miggy, you were in uh, Washington State when they rolled out their dispensary licenses all those years ago. Back oh, in the yeah. history days, right? Oh, yeah. But there was no. How did they do uh, that? It, God damn it. There was no transparency again. You know, that's the thing. It's like they just all magically happened. There was a stork that brought all the seeds and brought all the stores because there was actually a lawsuit during the beginning of legalization. And you know what? It's funny. I I wish I like. So there was a lawsuit to expose secret meetings of police and uh, law enforcement and whatnot uh, to see the records because transparency is a thing, right? Government transparency. This is why should transparency should be in government. This is why the last guy is a dumbass, right? This is why uh, paperwork is essential because this is the fundamental. So people don't understand paperwork is the fucking, you want to get success and make some money in America, fucking learn to read and write and fill out fucking documents and understand processes and understand it's called a skill set. You know, like there's different things to do through this. But uh, mm-hmm. in Washington, so this guy settled for a lawsuit suing the, the Washington State Liquor Control Board at the time, now Cannabis Board. Uh, and he settled for like $300,000. This made a news story. And I'm always wondering, like, what stopped me from suing them again for those same records? And then, like, either one, I get the records. That'd be cool. Or two, mm-hmm. I settle for fucking 100000 I mean, like, what 
what prevents me as a citizen? Because he was a private citizen suing these assholes for the same amount of money for exposure. But it, it, to me, it always, I was racketeering no matter what, right? It's always yeah. my brother and my sister. Uh, it's time to, hey, this is this shit's going to be no shit real. Like the cops That's are why you got to get in, though. There was a window. You could have applied for a lottery in Washington State. And so, like, I think Washington State's lottery is like how Illinois is going to be now. Like a one ticket, one person lottery. Uh, and they really want you to be social equity. And they've changed the definition of social equity again. Hey, shout out to them. Nice, dude. Vicente. Uh, somebody just threw $21 at us. Yeah, you know, shout out man. to the members. You guys are the number one thing uh, making money for this channel. It is all the members. We don't have any sponsors. Uh, see, yeah, it's 66 that, that That's oh, yeah. uh, actually off patent now. And so that patent expired in uh, 2021. Awesome. But, you know, uh, the only real nice way to do this shit is one bingo ball per fucking entity, right? right. And that's going to have to be the rule, too. Whether it be LSC, fucking, because you got to make sure there's no combinations of ties. But people with money have fucking ties to multiple things. It's all over uh, the place. Funny will buy yeah. my, because, my, like, like, I read the rules and stuff, and so I know what I'm going to do. I'll tell some people, but not for free. And so, um, exactly. yeah, but then I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do what they did last time. The game has changed, but there's still a game. I mean, you, it's there's rules and then you, you follow them. That's but then the, if there's a gap, there's a gap. If not, but there's not. You know? Sometimes those rules, the same thing in law, right? The same reason why some guy who got uh, trafficking uh, in 1990 got caught. But yet all he had to do is pay a fine versus the guy uh, or the He's kid on the jail. street or the kid on the street. Yeah. Who fucking still in jail. Uh it's also who you know, man. Like a lot of this shit is a jerk off session. Like, you of know, Re- Republicans like to talk about this conservative and, and right law and all this shit. And I used to think that that would be that was their way, but it seems like they're a special like. And I hate the king chain, but like you all like are taking a lot of beatings, just going oh oh more daddy. Like no one's fucking acknowledging because that's how we get better and go on forward. That's why I think legalization needs to happen, right? We have to acknowledge these fucked up things in our system. Uh, encourage the fucking independent vote who saved the women's rights in Kansas and, and fucking they're going to come out. I hope fingers crossed. There's more of us than you. Yeah, there's yeah, obviously there's more us than, than them. The problem is getting people motivated out to vote, right? I think what yeah. 67% of the eligible voting population came out last election. I think we're going to get a lot more women in the polls uh, this, this coming year uh, because I, I think they've been so. motivated. Yeah. More women, please. More women running things. More women doing things. Yeah. That'd be fucking great, dude. Yeah, we need some equality with them. I want to see. I want to. I want to meet to some some woman. That would be hilarious. We don't have equality until <laughs> Me Too happens against women by but men. You, you know, that's it's funny. Like you encourage like women. Like we wish like because they don't. Some some people are just assholes and, and take things for their own advantage, right? Like the cinemas. Right, like just because you're a certain way, I would think, or or the argument for all the people who are black and minorities that support Trump, they're like, you know, why should I vote that way? You're like, honestly, for the most part, if you're in for the person who makes under a hundred thousand, like myself, you know, like when I make more than a hundred thousand, I'll have a different argument. Maybe I'll be like, uh, no, you know what, you're okay to get fucked. No, nah, like, I don't feel that way right now. No, dude, no, I hope it's not like that, dude. Even you even, feel me though? Yeah, absolutely. Even if I had millions, I wouldn't be a prick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll all have to read Marcus Aurelius or Mark Anthony's, you know, uh, meditations. Uh, I think it was Aurelius, whatever one that was the uh, Roman uh, king that had all the power in the world, but yet 
didn't just murder everybody. He was very nice and magnanimous and a good ruler, uh, yeah. at least according to his meditations. But then uh, that could all be a rumor, and I might need to go check my history notes because it's been about half my life since I've had to go through like Roman history. <laughs> he only murdered a few people, man. He murdered a couple, but it was back then. You know, you got a free one. Yeah. Hey, if it's before the internet, it didn't exist. It's all right. Cool. Hey, Marcus, all right. Well, he smoked a lot of weed though. They had to have. So anyway, Dustin, I wanted to thank you for coming on the, the podcast and reading the news with us. Uh, Miggy, you know, good to see you. And then uh, next week, another episode, I hope. We'll yeah, thank you. Appreciate you having cool. me on, guys. Thanks. Oh, and big shout out to the members. You know, if you haven't become a member yet, consider becoming one. Uh, I should get levels and mail T-shirts. When we get a post room, we'll, we'll start mailing T-shirts. Uh, we got to get back into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, cool. See you guys. Thanks. Yeah.